Welcome to this edition of Head to Head. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 248 of the podcast. And on this episode, I'm talking about the Atlanta Hawks letting go of head coach Nate McMillan. In 2021, Nate McMillan became the interim head coach of the Atlanta Hawks and led them all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. And now, less than two full seasons later, he's been let go by the team. So the big question for the Atlanta Hawks is what exactly went wrong? And from an outsider's perspective, perspective, the Hawks as a roster is a mismatch of talented players that don't go well together. The face of the organization is clearly all-star point guard Trey Young. He's the centerpiece they obviously should build around him. The rest of the roster is talented. You have guard DeJounte Murray and Bogdan Bogdanovich. Both are decent three-point shooters. You also have big man Clint Capella who is a walking double-double. The most confusing player on the Atlanta Hawks for me is power forward John Collins. It feels like the last three or four years, every offseason and trade deadline, there are rumors that the Hawks are going to trade the talented big man. There has long been rumors he does not enjoy playing with Trey Young. Back in June, here's what Collins told 92.9 the game about his relationship with Young. Quote, it's a lot to encompass. You know we've been together for so long. I feel like a lot of people just see our relationship on the court and see how well we play together and just assume the best, Collins said. I feel like we're not best friends by any standards, but we're friends. We're brothers in a different sense. It's a different sense of camaraderie and togetherness that we've had through battles. The growing as men as young kids coming into this league, that does not sound like a guy who's the biggest fan of playing with Trey Young. He's making excuses for his relationship with the all-star point guard and clearly... John Collins, to me, sounds like a guy who does not want to be a longtime member of the Atlanta Hawks. The Hawks as a roster lack an identity. They don't feel like a team. They just feel like a group of some really good players that don't quite fit well together, and that's why they're not winning on a consistent basis. Trey Young is good enough so that you're not at the bottom of the league. John Collins is good enough that you're not at the bottom of the league, but they're not together enough to be near the top of the league, and I think the talent on the roster would have you believe they'd be a top four team in the Eastern Conference, and yet they've been taken over by teams like the Cavs, who have barely been together all this time. I think that's the biggest thing you can look at the Hawks and say, how are they not better after all these years of Trey Young playing with John Collins? Clearly, that partnership has not developed the way that most Hawks fans or most NBA fans thought it would. After the Hawks made the Eastern Conference Finals, I thought they would be a contender for years and years to come, and it hasn't happened, and that relationship is at the core of the problem. Other than their lack of chemistry, the Hawks' other main issue is their defense. According to NBA.com, the Hawks are the 15th ranked defense, and they give up 114 points per game, which is 21st in the entire NBA. They are a bad defensive team. Team. The only really good defender they have on the roster is Clint Capella, and he does not defend point guards. I think when the best players in the NBA are these all-star point guards, you have to have really good perimeter defense, and the Hawks lack that. They do not have somebody who can shut down Luka Doncic. They do not have good perimeter defensive players, and I think that's part of the problem. Trey Young is an all-otherworldly offensive player, but on the defense, 
defensive side of the ball, he is a liability because he is a smaller point guard. So the team around him has to be excellent defensive players, and that's something that the Hawks are lacking as a whole. The Hawks, for instance, don't have a guy like Marcus Smart who can shut down some of the better perimeter players in the NBA. So Trey Young and Javante Murray are very good offensive players, but they are not shutting down anyone. And Trey and the Hawks are not playing well enough offensively to offset their defensive struggles. That's why right now we see the Hawks are barely making it to the play-in games. It's fair to call the Atlanta Hawks underachievers. They should be better than the ninth best team in the Eastern Conference, but this is sort of what happens with Nate McMillan coach teams. His starts with teams are always excellent. When he was the coach of the Portland Trailblazers, he got off to a really good start. When he was the head coach of the Pacers, they got off to an excellent start. And you start to think, oh, this Nate McMillan guy is one of the best head coaches in the league. But it always ends in mediocrity. I mean, by the end, his teams are underwhelming. The Trailblazers did not take the next steps in order to win a championship. The Pacers absolutely did not take the next steps. And now you see he was able to get to the Eastern Conference Finals, but the Hawks did not take that next step. I think Nate McMillan is the kind of coach I would want to be my coach if I were a rebuilding team. If I were a team going nowhere, I think he can make your team a playoff team. If you're a team that's looking to win an NBA championship, he's just not the guy. And I think the Eastern Conference Finals is the absolute best he's ever going to do as a head coach. When your team starts to have championship aspirations, I don't think Nate McMillan is the guy. And that's not to say he's a bad coach. I think the Charlottes of the world should absolutely look at Nate McMillan as a head coaching candidate. The same with the Orlando Magic. He's one of those guys who's consistent. His teams are consistently good. But by the end of his tenure with the teams, you're going to want him gone if you want to win an NBA championship. And there's those kind of coaches in all sports. Those guys that are just there for the rebuilds, but are never there when it's time to win. And I think the Hawks were in that time when it was the time to win and they had the wrong guy. I do agree with them moving on from Nate McMillan. I think he's a very good coach, but if you're looking to take that next step to win a championship, clearly he's not the guy, and I have three examples saying he's not the guy. He wasn't the guy for the Trailblazers. He left. They took that next step. He wasn't the guy for the Pacers, and clearly he wasn't the guy for the Atlanta Hawks. For whatever reason, since the team made the Eastern Conference Finals, they've taken two massive steps back. Nowadays, whenever a coach is fired in the NBA, we all ask the question, is it because the star player dislikes him, and is that the reason that coach lost his job? Here's what Hawks GM Landry Field said after being asked if Trey Young or any other player had any input in McMillan losing his job. Quote, they did not have any role in this decision. I would never go to players on something like this. This was solely my decision at the end of the day. As far as a new candidate to me, our objectives and our values are clear, and the players fall in line with those as well. So I don't necessarily need their feedback on who that will be. And here's what Landry said when asked if the relationship between Young and McMillan factored into the decision, quote, no, I think at the end of the day, it comes down to how all the players were responding to his voice, and I just didn't see it. I didn't see the trajectory going anywhere that was going to be beneficial for us. So part of what Landry is doing here is trying to protect Trey Young from being labeled as a coach killer, and some people will look at this situation and go, Trey Young is absolutely 
a coach killer no matter what you say. Clearly, there are some people who believe Trey Young and Nate McMillan did not get along. And the last thing that Trey Young wants to be known as is a coach killer. It has ruined the careers of star players. Nobody looked at Dwight Howard the same way after the Stan Van Gundy situation when he was let go. After Dwight Howard was viewed as a coach killer, that reputation stayed with him. We've seen that with LeBron at times, but LeBron kind of gets away with it because he's winning NBA championships. So it's fine that you got rid of David Blatt because you ended up winning an NBA championship with Tyron Lue anyway. I would be perfectly okay with Trey Young not wanting Nate McMillan as his head coach because the team clearly wasn't winning on a level that's efficient enough to keep him as the head coach. I mean, I'm okay with a guy wanting his coach gone if the team is underperforming. It's in these situations when things are going well when I really question it. It's not like the Hawks are a great team right now. Things are not going well. They're barely in the play-in games. It's the right time to move on from a coach if you think your team is underperforming. This should have nothing to do with the relationship between Trey Young and Nate McMillan and should have everything to do with the team is not as good as it should be right now. And this is absolutely a low moment for the Hawks as an organization. The Ringers' Bill Simmons tweeted that they have basically replaced the Sacramento Kings as the league's most dysfunctional franchise. I believe the right coaching hire could turn them around. Trey Young is one of the most electric players in the league, and efficiency is really his big issue right now. His three-point shooting is at 32%. It's his lowest since his rookie season. This is a guy many anointed as the next Steph Curry, and right now he's far from it. I believe in the end his talent will prevail overall. And from what it sounds like, the Hawks' main candidate for their next head coach is former Utah Jazz head coach Quinn Schneider, who made the playoffs every single season with the Utah Jazz and got some of the best seasons out of stars like Gordon Hayward, Rudy Gobert, and Donovan Mitchell. That's the type of coach that the Atlanta Hawks need, a consistent head coach, a guy that they used to have like Mike Budenholzer, a guy who you know is going to coach you to the playoffs and get you in the best position to win. He's going to get the best out of this team, even if they are a mismatch of players. I believe Quinn Schneider could probably win 50 plus games with this team next season because he's that good of a head coach. If they do end up hiring Quinn Schneider, I would also question what is his ceiling as a head coach? Is he a guy who you think could coach a team to the NBA Finals? He's never gone there. He's always been super consistent. He's always had really good rosters. He's a steady hand. But is he the type of guy who is going to take Trey Young and lead him to the NBA Finals? I have some serious questions about that. You also have Ime Udoka as a possible candidate. We all know the scrutiny around him right now, but in his first season as a head coach, he did lead the Boston Celtics to the NBA Finals. Ultimately, it feels like the job is going to go to Quinn Schneider, and I think that would be the right choice and would ultimately help fix the Hawks' problem in the short term. I think in the long term, there are still serious discussions about whether or not Trey Young can be the best player on a team that wins the NBA Finals, or is he another iteration of James Harden? Because I feel like that's how most people view Trey Young right now. He's a guy who's going to take a lot of shots, he's going to get a lot of assists because he always has the ball in his hands, but he's not somebody who always makes the right decision. And is he the type of guy who can play big in clutch time? I love 
loved him in that playoff series against the New York Knicks a few years ago. I think we were all on the Trey Young hype train, but since that series and since getting to the Eastern Conference Finals, he's left a little to be desired. He's not taking the next step. He's not a top 10 player in the NBA yet. He's still somewhere in that top 25 range. I think Trey Young needs to take that step for the Hawks to make that next step to a championship level team. The big issue for the Hawks moving forward is they are a one-star team. They have nice players, but Trey Young is the sole star. So getting the right coach is important, but even more important is pairing Young with a talented teammate who is on his level as a player. Because in today's NBA, it's almost impossible to win an NBA championship with one star player. The last example I could really think of is when Dirk won the NBA Finals, but even he still had Jason Kidd, who was more of a role player at that point, but still an NBA Hall of Famer. I mean, the Hawks have some really good players, but they're not star players. John Collins is a talented player, but he's not a star player. The same for Murray and the same for Bogdanovich. They don't have a star to pair with Trey Young, and I think that's the missing link. I think that's what the Hawks need to take that next step, to be a team that's feared in the East Conference. What Trey Young really needs is his version of Klay Thompson. Now, we all view Trey Young, or a lot of people view Trey Young as the next Steph Curry. Well, Steph Curry had a Klay Thompson, and I think the ideal guy that I'm thinking of is Bradley Beal. If the Wizards ever truly move on from Bradley Beal, the Hawks should absolutely be knocking at that door and making the highest offer. I mean, could you imagine a backcourt of Trey Young and Bradley Beal? It will probably never happen, but I think that's the type of star power the Atlanta Hawks need because they need to change the stigma around the team right now. There's no positive vibes. They need to make a franchise-changing move, and I think bringing in a guy like Bradley Beal would absolutely get the job done. I also think Trey Young just needs to be surrounded by winners. Like, there's nobody on that franchise right now that has been to the NBA Finals. I I'm a fan of the Boston Celtics. And they were a young team for a while. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, they did not have a lot of experience, but they were surrounded by veterans. Like the Celtics have a guy like Al Horford who can lead those younger guys. And that's what Trey Young needs right now. He's playing with a bunch of peers who are in his same age range. There's no veteran on the Hawks who can go to Trey Young. Well, this is what you need to do to make it all the way to the NBA Finals. He doesn't have his version of Kawhi Leonard like what Paul George has. That's what Trey Young needs. He needs a veteran with experience. Now, Trey Young has made the Eastern Conference Finals, but he has not arrived yet at a place where he knows how to get the job done consistently in the playoffs. Clearly, he has not taken that next step. Say what you will about the Dallas Mavericks bringing in Kyrie Irving, but they're at least pairing with Luka, somebody who has been to and won the NBA Finals. Now, maybe Kyrie Irving isn't the type of experience you want on your NBA roster, but they're making a move. They're trying to get things right with their star player and get the absolute best out of them. That's something that the Hawks need to do with Trey Young, and I think, again, I think the ideal fit would be a guy like Bradley Beal. If down the line Dame Lillard becomes available, that would make a lot of sense to me. Just bring in a veteran guy or bring in a player that Trey Young respects, because it doesn't feel like he respects John Collins. Trey 
Young is one of the lone stars in the Eastern Conference without a star pairing. With Boston, you have Tatum and Brown. In Philly, you have Embiid and Harden. There are stars on every team. A star is usually paired with another star. And for me, the Hawks' big issue is there is not another star to go along with Trey Young. And eventually, there's going to need to be one. Now, maybe the Hawks are going to be so bad, they're going to draft a star player. But right now, they're middle of the pack. They're not going to have a top 10 draft pick to pair Trey Young with. They need to get an established star like a Bradley Beal, like a Dame Lillard. You can name a bunch of players. I don't think a big man is going to be the guy. Like, I don't think that's the way to go. Pair him with a perimeter player who has had experience and get Trey Young somebody he'll respect. In the meantime, the Hawks should absolutely try to salvage their season, make a run, maybe win a first round matchup in the NBA playoffs. I don't see that happening. Right now, they're the ninth seed in the conference. They're probably going to play in the playing game and go home. But this offseason, something drastic has to happen with this franchise. I don't think they're going to trade Trey Young. I know some people probably think that's what they should do. They should do a full-on rebuild. I think that would be a waste. You already have him under contract. He's a guy who I still believe in talent-wise. I just don't think that they've done enough around him for me to give up on him just yet. They've made the conference finals with him as a player. I feel like if you do the right moves and you make the right decisions, there is a path to him leading you to the NBA Finals. He's the type of guy who you should want to remain on the Atlanta Hawks because the Atlanta Hawks are not an organization who alone are going to attract star players. But if you build up Trey Young and make him into a star player, other players will want to play with him. If the team continues to go down this mediocre path of being the ninth seed in the Eastern Conference, then what's eventually going to happen is what happens with many, many stars in the NBA. Trey Young is at some point going to demand a trade from the Atlanta Hawks and I think that is the absolute worst case scenario you should want to do everything and anything in your power to keep that guy happy and for him to want to be a member of the Atlanta Hawks He is your one path to having a superstar player in the NBA. I still believe he has the capability of being a superstar player. Right now, Trey Young is a star player. He is not yet a superstar, but I believe with the right decisions and what the right moves, Trey Young could go back to being a guy who we all view as a superstar. Quinn Schneider, to me, would be a big upgrade over Nate McMillan. I think he's more of a consistent head coach. Again, he's consistently made the playoffs. He consistently wins 50 games. Now, he has not taken that next step to winning the NBA Finals, but I do view Quinn Snyder as the type of guy who could coach a star to the NBA Finals, but there's still a lot of work to be done with the Atlanta Hawks this offseason. They finally need to move on from John Collins. Clearly, that situation is not going to fix itself. I don't know the long-term future with Javante Murray. I think he's a very good player. I don't know if he's the type of player I want to pair. Trey Young with. They need to do everything to put Trey Young around a good enough roster to make a run in the playoffs and keep that guy happy. That should be what the Atlanta Hawks are trying to do. I like what they've done. They've moved on from Nate McMillan. They're not blaming Trey Young. They're going to get a better head coach in his place. This is the step in the right direction. I mean, this is the bottom point for the Atlanta Hawks. They should be way better than the ninth seed in the Eastern Conference, and hopefully they're on their way 
way to being at least a top five team in the East in the near future. Thanks for listening to this edition of Head to Head. I'm Cam McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So please rate, review, and subscribe. <music>